rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is now uh, 8.05 a.m. And you are listening to Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. We have a great interview today. We are going to learn all about soup for my family with our great friend, Rachel Roseby. That was correct, correct? Right? All right. Awesome. Um, so we've got some news to talk about and everything like that that's going on in this city, and then we'll get into our interview. Um, and first things first, very, very important, ARTA. We've been telling folks about ARTA. Um, it is the Aurora Area Retired Teachers Association, and they have a uh, their second drive through box dinner sale from 11.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Tuesday, December 1st at Gaslight Manor. Uh, entree options are Greek chicken, roast pork, fettuccine alfredo, side dishes are roasted potatoes, green beans, and desserts. The public is invited and the cost is $20. Uh, the, proceeds, excuse me, the proceeds will benefit a Coats for Kids Drive by Aurora CIS, which is Communities and School. Um, very cool. Founded in 1958, they are a community service nonprofit. Or nonprofit, excuse me. Shout out to Arta. All right. Um, now, on the 22nd, there will be a drive-through turkey giveaway event starting on that morning. Headliners: Barbershop, Endless Possibilities, Auto, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and Fitness in Naperville, and the Reina family are coming together to give back to the community during these hard times. As we know, many families have been struggling due to the pandemic, and these type of initiatives go a long way. Save the date. This will be a safe and socially distanced event. Big shout out to all the businesses involved. Holla. Pretty cool. The Illinois Office of Tourism announced 31 new small businesses um, have been recognized by the Illinois MADE program, uh, including Hearth and Hammer General, a candle studio and retail boutique that just opened in downtown Batavia, Illinois. Shout out to Hearth and Hammer and shout out to the Aurora Area Convention and Visitors Bureau, otherwise known as CVB. C Vizzle Bizzle. All right, and Aurora's, uh, Aurora Downtown's annual Cocoa Crawl will be without the crawl this year due to COVID-19. Instead, 2020 Cocoa Crawl mugs will be sold starting on, uh, well, they were started last Friday. But uh, they're on sale now, along with hot cocoa recipe cards. So this is not just like Swiss Miss, y'all. This is, you know, it's that real deal. The big marshmallows, not the little, you know, not the dollar bag from like Aldi. All right, uh, and with that, that is... The news for today. Here we find ourselves in a pandemic, um, and it's you know since March of, of this year. How has COVID affected your life? Uh, COVID has affected my life in a lot of ways. It's made me realize how fortunate I am. Um, and, I, and again, this is probably a lot of my influences from childhood that led me to grow up and choose my life. So. Um, I'm very comfortable in that I'm surrounded with people I love and I make my inside my house life as comfortable as I can with what I have to work with. Um, so it's made me cherish that and it just helped me, um, I guess, just be thankful and I've found ways to reach out to people um, even if it's something little like at the beginning I would see someone say they don't have 
toilet paper, or they went to the store and they couldn't find this and that. So if we had it, we'd sneak on their porch and leave it for them. Right. Just because you should be doing that for your friends and neighbors. Right. And Boy, that makes a better community, doesn't it? I think it does, and I've seen a lot of really great people come out of themselves and come out of their shell and do things that maybe they didn't, They, you know, they would want to say, well, I want to do good things or I want to do this and that, and I think that helps a lot of people. Would you say that um, people are born with that instinct to help others, yes. to help the neighbor? Yes. Um, if you're into history, if we look back into when, you know, we have the saying, it takes a village, it which it does. So if we look back to when we were all a village, you know, we all lived in different um, tribal type of communities right. where everybody had their roles, everyone helped out, you didn't have, I mean, <laughs> you, you did once in a while, but you typically didn't have someone off to the side of the community or the village being hungry or this and that. Everyone had their part and everyone helped out. So that's, it's, it's biological, it's innate in us. Um, life happens and nurture over nature. Some people, their heart hardens a little bit or they go through different things, sure. you know. But if you travel around the world still to this day, people are doing it that way that village life, that community life. The more developed we got in other countries, I think the further we got away from that. Hmm. And we got spoiled and jaded. <laughs> I think other countries now are becoming, or experiencing some of that spoiled jadedness. They find themselves now in the 2020 with a lot of their ancient, ancient traditions, excuse me, uh, going away and with the, the rise of technology. So yeah, yeah. And then why it, should I? Right, exactly, yeah. Um, I've always felt that for the people who say one should pull themselves up by their bootstrap, one should, one should just, uh, hey, you gotta struggle in the mud sometimes. I've always felt like that's easy for them to say. Or, you know, that, that's such a default position to have without thinking about another person. It's callous. It is, it I've is. I've never agreed with it. And I don't think maybe those people have experienced enough of life. Um, we all have personal hardships, so I'm not here to say of course what they not. experienced of in their not. home growing up or what they experienced in the first marriage. I'm not here to say that. I don't judge and don't feel that way. But if you haven't really seen someone in that situation where they're just stuck or their whole life has been hard or they had something good going and then a whole lot of bad stuff happens and they tried and tried and then you just kind of get stuck in that place. There are no, you don't even have bootstraps to pull yourself up by. Right. Would you say that um, with the rise of technology, it's easier to do good? Yes. Yes. I've seen, um, I'm sure we, if we have social media, a lot of us have seen um, where there will be naysayers like, well, why does this person post about doing this? Or why does this person, because it's not truly altruistic. Well, we never know what truly altruistic person, what truly altruistic things any person does in a given day. Even just stopping and making eye contact with someone and saying, hey, how are you? Like, that really can make someone's day and no, we're not going to post about that. However, I think other people see people posting about a nice thing, a kind thing, and they think, you know what, wow, this makes me feel really good to think about. I want to do that too. And then they use that same technology to figure out resources to do something they want to do. Right. Good point. 
Good point. That's a good point. Now you have um, much more access to look at nonprofits and things like that that are doing that to help yourself to do that too. So yeah, there is a good, you know, a good aspect in that. Um, I, to your point, I've never liked those purpose, purposeful, you know, memes or quick fifteen-second clips to show the oh, generosity. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. I don't. That falls under clickbait for me, mm -hmm. and. Um, Oh, there's a lot of those specific videos that are engineered for likes. Right. I just it. But I have to think maybe if oh let's give a crazy number let's say sixty one thousand people see that video, they're all going to feel different ways. But maybe there's five out of that sixty one thousand that watch that and they think oh my gosh that makes me feel really good. I want to go do something. Right. And they go, you know go get a fast food meal for Dave, you know, that they see standing at the stoplight every mm -hmm. day. It, to me, it helped. Um, let's talk soup. Yes. Let's talk soup. <laughs> uh, first of all, do you have a favorite type of soup? Did you ever have one growing up? Hmm, um, <laughs> the classic chicken noodle with the wide homemade noodles. Of course, the right. Wide ones. Not the, the little, ones. right. No. <laughs> yeah, not the shoestring fried noodles, yeah. <laughs> All right, all right. Um, who made it best? Um, <laughs> so <laughs> when I would go to this restaurant, which I I think is really kind of icky now, it was called Old Country Buffet. <laughs> and um, I mean, buffets, uh, they're not for me. But they had this, uh, I don't know. It's I don't like know a noodles bomb. A, a great <laughs> chef, and I don't know if it came and frozen and I heated it up. I didn't ask questions. I was a kid, but it had big carrot chunks and the white egg noodles and, you know, shredded chicken, and that was great. And then I grew up to make that one. And appreciate it more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the best soup to eat with crackers? I like a cream soup with my crackers. What do you think? Do you like chicken noodle with your crackers or? I, uh, well, I. Or chili. It's chili a soup. I mean, chili, chili with crackers. Chili, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chili with crackers is, but um, soup with crackers. I'd have to say like a wild rice soup or a chicken noodle with with if I'm eating with crackers. Oh, but to your point, like I like I like good chicken noodle. Like I would I would like I need the wide noodle, mm -hmm. not the little skinny. Right. Not like a Campbell's or a, the Lipton boxed. Exactly. No, but even though the Lipton box did get me through, it got me through. I've eaten plenty of that. I have eaten. I, there's there's no shade here about <laughs> soup brands and yeah. restaurants or people. I promise, there's no shade. It's just yeah. uh, right. Of course. Sometimes we upgrade. Move upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. Always up. Um, so we talked about the um, we talked about the sense of giving, mm -hmm. and with the soup and everything. Uh, what is the method that people can get the soup? How does uh, Soup For My Family distribute? Okay, so for right now, you can come to my house <laughs> um, Tuesdays from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Okay. And I have it in to-go containers. Um, I'm just, I'm so grateful and blessed. So I came up with this idea and, you know, said, I'm looking for this type of to-go container. Right. And so many people stepped forward and they sent me the to-go containers and the spoons. And that was just amazing. Yes. <laughs> I started this and I'm, you know, we're paying for everything <laughs> on our own. So that was a really nice blessing. Um, so, so it's in to-go containers. I have spoons for everyone. Um, and that is 
that's for now. Um, I'm hoping that we can upgrade to maybe one of the pop-up canopy tents with the three sides. So when it's, as yeah. the weather gets worse, hopefully people can step in because I'm doing it on my lawn. Um, we did set up last week on the porch because I saw in the forecast all day that last week was rain. nice. Yeah. Um, there was going to be rain, so we set up on the porch, and um, and we have lamps out there and everything, so it's cozy and cute. But then the rain started, and it was like there was a tornado warning, and um, the winds hit, so I had to bring it in. Right. And that was really upsetting <clears throat> for me. So folks can just pull up and get and get to, to go containers and the spoons. Yep. That's very cool. Um, what's the uh, soup of the day? Is Does it change? Do you have it advertised, like what the soup of the day is going I to be? I need to start. I'm still a little bit shy about posting um, online in the groups and stuff, but it's so every week it is a different soup. Okay. So this week it's bean soup. Bean soup. Mm -hmm. mm. Oh, that sounds good. What was last week? Last week was cheddar broccoli. So That's I ended up hand delivering some soups to people since the storm was so bad. Mm -hmm. I didn't want people to miss out. Um, what would you like people to, to know about Soup For My Family? It's Soup For My Family, it's Soup For Your Family, it's for everyone. So no one needs to feel shy, um, there's no registration needed. If you want soup, just come get some soup. I don't ask questions, it's not, your life isn't my business unless you want it to be. So maybe you're my next door neighbor and you want soup and that's great. Um, anywhere from all over Aurora or anywhere. I really don't mind. Right. <laughs> you could be from, well, I won't name any town. I don't want to pick a favorite. <laughs> you could be right. from any town. What are you saying about my town? <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about um, those things about registration and you got to have two forms of ID and three bills mm -hmm. all within the last 26 days. What is the impact of things like that? on small initiatives like giving away food to people who need it? I'm not experienced enough yet to know what the impact is. Um, hopefully it's a good impact. So again, just come get soup. Come experience some fellowship and some community. Mm -hmm. um, it's not my business. No one needs to feel shame because everyone likes soup. So right. just come get some soup. We also have a little table out of some books and coats and clothes and things. Um, so hopefully it's a very positive impact. Um, and if someone goes to those things, like the food pantry and things where you need to register and have an ID, come to come get my soup too. Or if you don't right. do that, come get some soup. Right. Um, when we did talk initially, uh, there was a lot of things that we, um, well, that I had mentioned that some of the best, um, you know, the best meeting organizations try to do all the roadblocks that they have up kind of prevent people from uh, taking part in certain things. Minestrone soup is one of my favorites. Okay. Do you make minestrone? I have not yet, so we'll okay. do that next week. All right, cool. Because um, I would really like some good minestrone soup. Okay. It's a, it, it is a favorite soup of of mine. I think okay. I have to ask the guests and the, uh, the listeners what they think about it. Be I, a good I would like a soup poll. That would be a good poll. Um, all right. So, next question. What things do you want to see here in the city of Aurora? I want to see um, more small businesses. Um, I want to see a greener initiative. Um, I think we already have a great sense of community with things like the First Fridays. I think Marissa does an amazing job with that. So Correct. I want to see 
more stuff like that and more word of mouth. Um, we have community gardens. More of those is always a great idea. Um, I I did a number of things in Santa Barbara, like a really, really free market. So it's kind of similar to what I'm doing, except it would be just a bunch of people would kind of spread wares almost, like an open air market, mm -hmm. except it's just free stuff. So the community comes and just sometimes you can barter, you can trade, or just, you know, I really like this skirt, can I have that skirt? And I think that's amazing. Um, time banking is another thing that I have worked with. Are you familiar with that? Not yet. Okay. So I want to start, um, I live on the west side, so I would probably start a west side <coughs> time bank, just Aurora is such a huge city, so mm -hmm. then anyone is welcome, please start one in your neighborhood. Um, I believe you can go to, and I will check this, I believe you can go to timebank.org, but if you Google time bank, it comes up, there's an official website, um, there's some training for it, so okay. basically, so say, We'll use my neighborhood as the example. So say I start the west side time bank. Um, <clears throat> you hold a meeting, so people in the neighborhood who are interested can come to the meeting and it's like a briefing, an education, and everyone who wants to can sign up. Right. Um, so <laughs> you have your own website and everyone who has a skill. So maybe your skill is, maybe Jennifer's skill is she can massage. Mm -hmm. Maybe Kelvin's scale is he's a plumber. Maybe somebody else's scale is they like to read out loud. So any any kind of scale that you don't have to be, you know, right. seri you know right. serious about it. Maybe somebody else likes to bake cupcakes. Um, so basically everyone signs up, says, or somebody maybe is a licensed driver so they can offer rides. Mm -hmm. So you get time bank hours. So if I go to um, Kevin's house and I organize his pantry I get one time bank hour so okay. that goes in the bank so then let's say I need a ride so I can ask Michaela hey I see you give rides um, may I get a ride from you so then that I pay with my one time bank hour and so on and so forth the possibilities are uh -huh. just Endless. crazy yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, I like that. So I think that. that's another nice thing that it really costs nothing except your time. That's why it's a time bank. Right. And it spreads some love and sense of community and helps people get to know each other and people don't have to sit at home. And I see that on some of the community pages. Like, well, I really need this, but I don't have money. Or who, you know, please, who can recommend the most affordable plumber? Right. And, that, you know, that's, that's life. The further we get away from that sense, that old sense of community. Of course. So I just want to bring that back. I like that, time banking. Mm -hmm. um, Santa Barbara? Yeah. Is that where, okay, all right. Um, what's Santa Barbara like? Um, Santa Barbara is interesting. It's one of the most beautiful cities I've been to next to maybe like um, Manzanillo, Colima in Mexico. Mm -hmm. um, it's like the American Riviera. So it's beautiful. There's no middle class there. It's really wealthy right. and it's poor, yeah, right. unfortunately. But there's a lot of beautiful souls that live there. So mm -hmm. I just got involved with some really amazing stuff. And right. I do recommend it. Santa Barbara. And these days when it's safe again to travel, um, there's Airbnbs, there's nice options. So right. you don't have to go stay at the Four Seasons or anything. <laughs> you can if you want to and you're able, but. Right. 
The West Coast, yeah, Santa Barbara. Uh, never been there. Never been there. Only heard good things about it though, so we'd like to check that out someday. Yeah. They had a good farmer's market, lots of fruit trees, they served. Um, so a couple of things that I've seen, now you, uh, you mentioned farmer's market. Yeah. So our farmer's market here is the uh, the oldest one in the state. I found that oh out not too long ago. Um, so I've seen the farmer's market come up, uh, what's well, been there, but really start coming up in a robust way with a whole lot of new vendors and, and what have you. Farmer's market, our Fox River, um, you know, those are some of the things that I like that are nice crowd gatherers. Um, have you been to the River uh, River's Edge Park before, you know, before it's... I have not. Okay. I drive past it all the time, and then just when I was starting to learn about it, I'm mm -hmm. going to go... You like COVID live effort. music and shows? And, I do, yeah. yeah. Interesting. What kind of music you listen to? Um, all kinds. All I'm kinds. not the person that will say everything, but I love opera. I love country. I like a lot of the old country, um, the classics. <clears throat> like Hank Williams. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Patsy Cline, Johnny Cash. Um, right. I like hip hop. Um, I like hardcore rap. I like um, Cuban music. Just everything. All kinds of I, stuff. Yeah. I listen to a lot of. So, at home, it's a lot of opera, um, punk and ska, um, seasonal music like Halloween music or Christmas <laughs> music. Um, yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, so the west side of Aurora. You have a time bank over there. I'm going to start one. There's going to be yep. one over there. Okay. Yeah, because one of the things is it's you need to have the meeting. So I'm just I'm like waiting for COVID to be. Yeah. Who's some um, who's some like-minded or um, or community organizations that you see in Aurora that uh, that you like and that are doing good? Are you familiar with any? No, I'm just getting started. So if you throw out some names, that might be easier for me. I can tell you if I'm familiar with them. Okay, uh, the food please. pantry, like the Royal Food Pantry. Yeah, we well we have a lot, right? We have the Marie Wilkinson. Food we have Marie pantry, Wilkinson's food pantry. And there's Holy Angels Food Pantry. Yes, and then there's the Aurora Interfaith Food Pantry. Yeah. So, yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot of the Marie Wilkinson stuff on Facebook, and it's I they look pretty cool to me. Yeah, like I've seen some cooking demonstrations and things. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yes, those were really cool. Yeah, yeah. I love to cook. Um, downtown First Fridays. Well, I love that. Yeah. Okay. All right. What uh, What's your favorite place? Favorite venue? What do you like to do when you're down there? I really just I love I love downtown itself. I'm mm -hmm. down there every couple of days, even now, walking around. So I love to just walk around and see my friends. I love to meet new people. Um, we typically always go to if these walls could talk, which that's is a, good, a really fun gallery. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah, and they fun always gallery. choose really neat artists. Yeah. Um, Favorite coffee place, or you, you're not a coffee drinker. I know no, that. Um, I know, you know. You know, I've been to Indiro quite a bit, mm -hmm. and they're really friendly, and I love them. Okay. I've had some tea there. <laughs> okay, and um, are you a foodie? Yes. Restaurant in town that you like? Um, my favorite is actually, and I always mess. Oh my gosh! So now I'm frozen. I can't think of the name, and I do not like mispronouncing it. It's Tecatitlan? Oh, uh, Tecatitlan. Tecatitlan, yeah. yes. Yeah. On the corner of, what's that, Downer and Broadway. Yes. Yeah, good place. Yeah. Good restaurant. All right. The time is now 8.30 a.m. and you are watching and listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we are learning about soup for my family. 
from our friend Rachel Grossby. Okay. Um, who or where would you haunt as a ghost? Uh, my own house, firstly. <laughs> and then I think all of my friends that have a, most of my friends have a really good sense of humor and I'll say sense of spirit. So, um, yeah, good spirited folks, that's the fun. Um, yeah, I, I would view, you know, if it were possible, haunting people as a ghost is a really fun thing. Just to visit and play little tricks on them. <laughs> Nothing scary. Right, of course, of course. Um, what's, what's next for uh, Soup For My Family? What's the future hold for us? Well, hopefully we will keep growing every single week so that more and more people get they get the word about it and they come and get soup so just growth I hope um, as I said I really hope to get a tent because I just I'm it's so new and I came up with the idea just because I wanted to feed people and give community and now each day I'm like okay wait what about this what about when it's colder what about when there is some drizzle or snow um, this may be a pipe dream <laughs> because it's going to sound really big but it would be um, really neat if eventually we were in a little space in downtown that people could come in, hang out a little longer, sit at little tables, get some shelter, have some soup, and again, no questions asked, just just a fun, peaceful, loving space. Um, I don't know how realistic that is because I don't know, I don't know what spaces downtown would go for. You know, once upon a know. time there were two guys called the Wright Brothers, and everybody was telling them, "You're trying to make." things fly, it'll mm -hmm. never happen. So, yeah. We never know, one yeah, never knows, know. right? No. <laughs> um, have you had um, any help from elected officials, uh, the aldermen of the ward that you live in, perhaps? No, but I haven't contacted anyone. I, okay. I do get shy about that type of thing. Um, I need to get over that. Um, John Glaish was kind enough to contact you, I believe, so that's some help. Mm -hmm. He's a good man. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm sure that, uh, you know, our aldermen like to know, our city officials like I to know just, when there's something going I don't even know on. what to say or what to ask for. And I think I, you know, I feel bad ever asking anyone for anything. So. Why? Um, you know, it's, I think it, it's, not I think, I know it's definitely from, you know, when we grow up feeling like we're a burden to people, we learn to be very independent and not ask for help. So that sticks with us. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, what did you learn growing up that helps or is a benefit to uh, Soup for My Family? How to treat people, to be kind. I think how, how important kindness is and what it feels like to not receive that and to not feel like you belong. So I, I grew up, I'm a grown-up now, and I know to not ever let people feel like that if I can help it. You think people ever grow up and uh, lose those feelings? Is there, is there a possibility? Does a possibility exist? I should say that that those feelings will go. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. I think some things there. You know, childhood is so important. So very positive things stick with us, and we learn and grow from those. And very negative things stick with us, and we learn and grow from those. Yeah, I had to learn to like communicate better um, and I've like tried to make a make strides in doing that because you know I as opposed to like not 
you know, my story was a little bit different. Like, I've always wanted to just seek peace wherever it was, besides, like, two parents fighting. Mm -hmm. So, like, now to communicate to others to what I want or ask for help, like, that has been a, a challenge, but it's, it's good to, like, get over. But you're here communicating ever, so now you've made this a thing. I have, Is that yeah. interesting? It is, yeah. <laughs> yep. It's kind of like... Um, you know, it's kind of like being afraid to fly, but being in that airplane, and now you're having fun and talking to your, your next seat neighbor and everything. Hey, doing, buddy? Airplanes flying is great. So yeah, that's, is. I always, when someone says they're afraid of flying, I'm like, come um, on, you can do it. You know the value of community, and one of the reasons why you know that value is because you've traveled and you've been to a lot of different places. Would you say that the experience of people needing help is universal? Talk about that a little bit more. Well, there's so many forms of help. So again, it doesn't matter. You could live, um, we never know with people. You could live in a neighborhood of widely spread out estates or mansions and there could be someone struggling to pay their mortgage. Or maybe they can pay all of their bills, but they are, unhappy and they're sad and they're lonely and they need help in that form. You um you lived in Alaska. Mm -hmm. What is the what's uh what's the scene like? I've never been to Alaska. I have a lot of friends who've not been to Alaska. What's the scene of people needing help like in Alaska? What you know, how how tough is it for people out there who are struggling? It is pretty tough. So Anchorage is a very large city, so you have people like in other large cities such as Aurora or Chicago, um where they're, uh, you know, they're at the poverty line, or maybe they're middle class, but they're still struggling, and things are expensive, and um, some, you know, there's some food. There's not always food security, and you have villages out there that have suffered. Um, I don't want to get too much into that, but there's there's villages. Right. where they were more, the Inuits and such were more independent at the time and they've seen some ravages. Right. Um, Santa Barbara, uh, to, the point of, to the point of the West Coast, and there being a, uh, a middle class and then, uh, poverty. You know, I experienced that when I was in San Diego too. I saw that. Um, is, isn't it striking when you see the like I mean complete one in the yeah, yeah. it is I mean the, the skid road that exists and the glamour and the glitz not too far away from the downtown area oh, yeah. of like Los Angeles yeah. for example oh, yeah. I don't have been to Santa Barbara but Los Angeles is I've just crazy to, yeah I thought when I visited LA and Hollywood it was insane the difference just even from one street to the next mm -hmm. um, definitely not what you see in movies and TV um, yeah, and it's it's so interesting because the it, it is polarizing, and each side doesn't really have a deep understanding of the other. Especially the what people that are very well off, they don't they they can't fathom. They don't have a concept of how the other half is living or why. They think it's a choice, I suppose. You mentioned green energy and initiatives. Yeah. How could those help Aurora and uh, surrounding cities? Um, well, it can help everywhere. Um, Aurora is such a huge city and it would be great. It would cut costs for us, so that's going to automatically make everything better for everyone. Um, 
it's newsworthy, so I think it's going <laughs> to bring us more. Um, it, it'll uh, how am I trying to with this? Um, tourist for the tourist. Raise our profile. It'll, it'll, yeah. yeah, people will be like, I want to go there. I want to see that, and then other cities will follow suit. And it's really always great to be a leader when you're a city. It's it's you want other cities to look at you and say, Ah, we we need to do what Aurora is doing. We don't want other cities and towns to say, oh, We don't want to do what Aurora is doing. Right. Exactly. I didn't ask you this yet. What's Aurora's biggest strength? The people. The heart. I definitely think that there's a great community here. There's a great community of artists and there's a great community of leaders. Even if some of those leaders haven't found themselves yet. Nice. Um, when you're not making soup and putting warmth in the, in the bellies of the Aurorans, making them feel good, what do you spend your time doing? Um, I spend a lot of time with my two children. Um, I've always homeschooled them. Mm -hmm. um, quick side note for anyone who's listening, the at-home e-learning is not the same as homeschooling, so if you're feeling stressed, feel free to look into homeschooling. It's easy <laughs> and fun. Um, what else do I do? Hmm, not much interesting. I have a small TV network I run and mm -hmm. a little TV show. It is a very cool TV show as well. Um, tell us about the TV show. Cause um, I was gonna, you know what? Cause we were, <laughs> but kick it off. Yes. Tell us about it. Um, it is called Housewife of Horror. Mm -hmm. Let's make sure to pronounce that correctly. H O R R O R. Um, and my husband Kevin and I grew up watching horror hosts like Elvira Svengoolie on television, and um, so we love the old classic films. And yeah. Um, we, well, we live in Aurora, which is the city of Wayne's World, which is also something I think we should capitalize more. If you watch the movie Wayne's World, they air on ACTV Channel 10, which is our local TV station. Mm -hmm. um, so I got the idea, hey, honey, do you want to be horror host? Let's have a show, a small show on ACTV. Um, so I developed the idea. We did air on there for a little while. I got picked up by another network, and then I thought, gee, this is fun, but let's start our own network and put it on Roku and Amazon Fire and have other shows on there. Very cool. Very cool. Um, when did you start that show? How long has that been? Uh, two years. Two years? Mm -hmm. um, what is your most unusual talent? I don't know. I don't know as far as talent. I don't know if that sounds. Soup, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Ma making soup. Um, I think making connections with. I don't think that's a talent. I think. So I'm not sure about that. I mm -hmm. think it's better if someone else answers that for me. But I think a thing that I do is making connections and making people. I want to make people feel good about themselves. Cool. Um, I have an unusual thing about myself which is I have one kidney because I'm a living kidney donor. So that's another thing I like to do in my spare time is talk about kidney donation for people and try to get people um, a little more open-minded about that. Um, is, there a good, is there a good website or place people can get information on that? More about that? Um, 
Okay, they're for kidney donation. Um, I am blanking on the name, so if you just Google yeah. kidney donation, um, the person that I donated to has PKD, polycystic kidney disease, so you can go look up PKD and there's a lot of information on that um, that there is no cure for. So we're currently researching for that. Um, and kidney donation is a really non-invasive surgery. I was up and walking around in two days and felt great and my recipient is doing great. That's good, good. Um, wow, interesting. <laughs> You are you you are seriously a person out there trying to do things for people. I I like yeah, that. Yeah, and circling back to your earlier question of online, I found out about that through the internet. Yeah. Somebody posted on Facebook that Lori was in need of a O positive match to be a kidney donor, and I read it and thought. That's my blood type. I'm an O positive, so let me go do that. That's interesting. That's great. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um. So before I come back to my next food question, then I'd like to ask you in the in the um, about uh, hauntings. Does Aurora have any hauntings that you know about, or any uh, haunted places, or are yes. there any local? Tell us what what's. <laughs> um, there is actually a book on haunted Aurora that you mm. can purchase through the Aurora Historical Society. Oh, great place! Great place! Which, Shout out! Yes. Um, Please check out the Aurora Historical Society. I am a docent there, so when the Tanner House is open, mm -hmm. I give tours, and um, we won't be decorating this year, but um, every, so not this year, but every Christmas, um, people, members choose a different room and decorate it to the nines, and there's like wow. a voting thing. Um, now, the Aurora Historical Society has no official position, because we don't want to, um, <laughs> make any members or donors feel a certain way, but uh, I always feel it's a spirited place. Gotcha. Uh, very positive, very happy spirited place. Um, Leland Tower always makes me feel weird when I walk by. Um, I get a weird vibe from it. I've never been in it. I'd like to check it out. The, um, I think on, I think this is on Downer. There's an old building that had, used to house the women's, the, the YWCA in the basement. Is it in downtown? Mm -hmm. On Downer? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, there's like a, there's like, so it, it's tall and there's like office buildings upstairs and there's a haircut place. Yeah. Really nice people there that do the right. cuts. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah, I know which building you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, whew. I see that building a lot. Well, That'd and then crazy. I, yeah, I think a lot of the houses on the east and west side, you know, they're so old. Um, and my theory is that when the houses were built, the original owners had so much uh, pride in the home that, you know, they wanted to stick around. Stick around? Yeah, after they died. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about ghosts, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I, I liked it. it my so, house has you did it so seamlessly. I was like, wait a minute. You'd be like, oh my God, like they're choosing to do that? That's crazy. I think so. Yeah. <sighs> I think it's not always some negative, uh, you know, murder house situation. No, no, I don't think that. I don't think that either. No. <laughs> um, the time is now 8.46 a.m. You're listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we are speaking with Rachel Roseby of Soup for My Family, also of Housewife. 
of horror. All right. Um, so let's go into this. This is a good place I want to go with it. Um, what, to you, makes a good horror movie? What are the elements that I need? Hmm. Uh, it depends what type of horror. I am a huge fan of horror comedies. So I, I like laughter and everything, so I want a little laughter. It doesn't have to be a spoof film, but right. just I want there to be moments to break the tension where there's laughter yeah. and you think it's funny. So I mean, an, an incredible horror film needs the element of surprise. Um, I like a little bit of gore or maybe it's alluded to, a la Hitchcock. Oh yeah. Yeah, so the, you know, the suspense, the element of surprise and it's a whole, it's the whole package. It's a good writer, a good director, good actor. So, you know, good good family on that set that worked to put everything together. It has to be somewhat believable where you get lost in the story. I believe that too. I think the more plausible it is, it certainly adds mm -hmm. to the, uh, that's why I couldn't dig the Saw movies. I don't like those. It seemed, yeah, it was so far-fetched, you know, like, really? Come on, the cops would have caught this guy mm -hmm. so long ago. Um, wow, that's so cool. Uh, Vincent Price. Yes. Vincent Price. Uh, tell tell the, list, uh, the listeners and the viewers who Vincent Price was. Vincent Price um, was from St. Louis? St. Louis. St. Louis? I think so, yeah. Louis. Same, same place. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm always Missouri? Missouri? Yeah. Um, so Vincent Price was a Midwesterner. Um, a very fun thing about Vincent Price is when you hear him speak, people often think he's from overseas, but he adapted the classic transatlantic accent, um, which is, you just speak with certain clarity and a cadence to be heard on film for the talkies. Um, uh, Vincent Price is incredibly interesting. So he's known as the master of horror, and he not only starred in dozens of horror films, but this was a wonderful man. He loved the arts, so he, did a lot for the arts. Um, he teamed up with Sears to have this whole mid-century. He teamed up with Sears in the mid-century to have this whole artist collection and that. to get art into people's homes that might not have otherwise had access because they weren't, you know, maybe they were more mid-century modest so they couldn't go to galleries and spend all this money on art. So he did a lot for that. He was really philanthropic and he is a foodie. So he did multiple cookbooks with his wife and he loved to travel. I love Vincent Price. <laughs> what was his, what in your opinion was his best film? I mean, he was, that's the one. <sighs> I, I can't even choose. What's the one that you thought about when I asked that question? What, the one that I thought about is one of my favorites and it's a later film and it's in color and it's very campy and it has some comedic elements to it and I think it's called Monster Club. Monster Club? Yeah. <laughs> and I know a lot of people will think about his older films and the classic horror films he did, but I, I, I love Monster Club and I watch it so much. Right. And it's so good. Very I think cool. he really had fun with it, which is an important element to me in anything. Yeah. What's the fun that you have in uh, uh, doing Super for my uh, family? Meeting people and seeing people get happy and excited and, you know, 
I think uh, just meeting people is always fun and it's again that eye contact and getting to know people and raising their spirits and they raise mine and it's a nice exchange of energy um, and just seeing people happy with their soup. Right. Um, what is, uh, what's your favorite food? Mm, <laughs> pasta. What's your favorite meal? So I, I love, I make a good spaghetti with a homemade, the all day spaghetti sauce, um, or I make a pasta, usually a facility. And I do like to hand make most of my pasta. Um, so I make a sauce that's with shallots and white wine and honey and heavy cream. Oh, <laughs> that sounded good. Chef's kiss. Yes, my God, that sounds really good. Um, I like bolognese sauce mm. too. Bolognese sauce is really good. Um, how can how can the city? Uh, we we you talked about your goal of perhaps having a a location if that were mm -hmm. if that would be feasible. How can the city help other like-minded folks like you to continue the good works and strengthen what you're doing? Um, well. Firstly, if there was possibly information out there, um, which I don't know, maybe I might ask the city and they'll say, oh, it's there, just go to the, the website. But people need more information. We're a modern society, so we like infographics, put out on social media, and hey, there's, you know, there's, um, you know, these type of rates for this size shops, or there's mini grants available. Um, I think a lot of people get intimidated by speaking to the government of their larger city, so mm. maybe making things a bit accessible and friendly. Right. And if they are, and I'm upsetting anyone, I apologize. Just no. For me, how, how would you I possibly? Like no. That's yeah. This is your. You know. This is your opinion. This is your opinion. Asking how how it could help you out. Um, one more thing. I think that. Um, I think that. The example that we show our kids is important too. When they see us doing nice mm -hmm. things, they, uh, you know, they, they get it in their head like, "That's what I need to be doing for folks." Um, do the kids take part helping you cook or anything like that? Do they, uh, they grind the cheese for you, something <laughs> like that? They help me with absolutely everything. They are two of the most pure, giving, loving souls I've had the pleasure of meeting. So, they help me with that. They help with everything. They do generous stuff all on their own and I'm not going to embarrass them or give a list of things they do but yes they help. Nice. Good to have the whole family effort. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, so the show ends on a positive note. What is your message for the people out there in Aurora today on this Monday? I love you. You are loved. Can't beat that right there. All right. Um, this was a great interview. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me. I appreciate the time to sit down and talk to you. This was great. And I hope that uh, Soup for My Family continues to do good stuff and sky's the limit for you. I hope so, too. Yep. Truly. Yep. All right. Uh, so on behalf of the second largest city, we appreciate you coming on to talk to us. And we hope that all of our listeners and all of our fans and subscribers go to our YouTube page. Holler at us on Twitter and IG, and we will see you guys back tomorrow morning on the greatest morning show around, certainly in Kane and Cook County. Peace.